This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Okay, so today on the podcast, I'm talking to Jo Francis, who is a Facebook ads expert, and she's also a dog mum as well. And what we're going to be talking about is how to use Facebook ads for your pet business. Um, and she's going to give lots of expert advice. Um, so I'm going to just hand over now to Jo. So Jo, if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself, that'd be great. Oh, thank you, Rachel. Uh, thanks for inviting me on. I really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, as you say, I'm a, I'm a dog mum and an actual mum. So I'm balancing two real children with two fur babies. Um, and I specialise in Facebook ads um, and email marketing, but I help my clients to um, get started with Facebook ads, understand what they're for, why they should be running them and how to run them, um, either through teaching them or through doing it for them myself. Brilliant. Okay, then. Thank you. Because um, I know Facebook ads... Um, Facebook ads is something when I, when I asked people in my group about this, actually, a lot of them said, oh, we've tried it. We've tried boosting posts and then everything changes. And there's so much information out there, isn't there? And it can be really overwhelming and things change as well, don't they? And it just seems hugely complicated. So having something make sense of it all is really helpful, isn't it? It is. And I know that it's kind of sold to people as a dark art. Yeah. Um, you know, people feel like, oh, you know, going into the back of Facebook and into Ads Manager is going to be really scary um, and you're just going to be wasting money. Um, but I think you know, a really, really minimal level of understanding once you actually get to grips with it and you can you can see how much potential it has. Um, it, and, and it is just getting past that that understanding hurdle um, but I think that you know that stops a lot of us with moving forward with anything in our business um, it seems too much and don't want to learn something new um, but this is a really really simple um, things that you can do um, that can be really effective really quickly. Fantastic okay um, as somebody who buys on buys off Facebook ads I totally know how effective <laughs> we all do that. Yeah I'm like one of those people that that marketing experts say oh, oh people don't buy from Facebook ads and I'm like I do I buy loads of things from Facebook ads so, so I, know, do I. I know how much they can work so moving on to that actually tell us about your your dogs and the kind of things products and services that you like for them that you might have used from Facebook ads. Well, I, yeah, I am absolutely a prime example. Um, and I got targeted on Instagram, I think, um, with these, um, what are they called? Calming beds. Mm. Um, so yes, both my dogs got calming beds for Christmas. So they're the, the kind of big round donut kind of really super fluffy um, beds uh, that apparently, you know, if you, if you buy your dog one of these, they're going to just be yeah, super calm for the rest of their life. <laughs> and uh yeah one of my dogs absolutely loves his and um yeah hasn't been parted from it and the other one ate his oh, so no. <laughs> it's just typical of the two different types of dogs that I have um but yeah that was definite definite Facebook ads kind of tracking me around and, and it followed me around until I eventually gave in and, and bought them <laughs> brilliant okay and can you tell us about your two dogs as well Yes, I have a 14-year-old um, Jack Russell. I've had him from six weeks old, um, so he's always been with me. Um, and uh, he's just as good as gold and uh, an absolute angel. Um, but because I have two children as well, I kind of thought last year, I, I need to think about succession planning. I know that's horrible, um, but losing a dog is devastating and uh, ultimately you know one day in the future it will happen yeah. um, and I thought you know potentially everyone will feel a bit better if we've already got another dog so that we can re you know still focus our attention and we're not completely lost without having a dog so I thought right well you know I'll, I'll get another dog uh, and this was a year ago um, and uh, I found this beautiful uh, puppy who was a Jack Russell, but he was a Jack Russell crossed with a beagle. So he's a Jacoby, um, which I didn't research. I just fell in love with him and uh, went and got him. Uh, and he is an absolute beauty. He, he really, you know, is a heart stopper. But he is 
so naughty um and i just didn't know that beagles had that level of naughtiness in them um and were so vocal he's so noisy uh so he's a completely different experience as i think you know when you have children number two they always say is completely different to number one and and i'm certainly getting that with the with the dogs so he's a year old now and he's just started to be a little bit more uh, grown up and a little bit less naughty but yeah he has you know he's eaten shoes he's eaten carpet uh, he's eaten everything and he just barks at everything outside of the house doesn't bark in the house yeah. but outside of the house he just cannot keep quiet Oh, bless it. Well, there's a lady <laughs> who I spoke to, actually, who's called um, Kelly. She's called the Beagle Lady and she only trains beagles. So I will definitely send send you her um, her website and her YouTube channels and stuff after we finish talking. because She's amazing and hopefully might be able to uh, help you because I hear beagles can be quite full on and Jack Russell's can be quite full on as well, can't they? It's, <laughs> it's quite a combo, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. No, I, d I definitely, definitely need that. And, and it just goes to show, I think, you know, if, if she's a specific beagle trainer, they must need specific training. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I have the specific skills for being a beagle mum, but I'm just, I'm winging it. Yeah, but it's the great thing is it's not you, Joe. That's <laughs> brilliant. Okay, now it's really good to know that you've got dogs yourself, um, because obviously you can understand a little bit more about the kind of journey as a dog owner that we go down when we're looking for products and services, which is what you know what I want to um, get from get from talking to you, because you've got the understanding, haven't you? So you know how you know how a dog product will come and find you and insist that you buy it via Facebook ads, which is what we're talking about. Absolutely. So, Brilliant. Okay. So the first thing I guess is just to kind of talk a little bit about Facebook ads and how they work. So can you just give us a really kind of simple, straightforward guide as to how the Facebook ad thing works? Okay. I mean, basically anyone with a um, business Facebook page can set up Facebook ads. Um, and there are uh, currently, and I checked this this morning, um, 2.6 billion active users on Facebook. Wow. And so that's active users, people who are, you know, going in and, uh, you know, doing stuff on Facebook daily, weekly, um, you know, let alone all of those, those inactive users. So that, that's 2.6 billion people that you have the opportunity to target um, with advertising. Um, and Facebook ads appear in your newsfeed. Um, and uh, so there's something that, that, that do get seen. Um, and the relevance of why they appear in your newsfeed um, is created by your own profile so the things that you've looked at historically the things that you've marked that you like um, will start to create your own facebook profile and facebook uses that to then deliver ads that are relevant to you um, so that's why you know a lot of the times if you're a dog owner you'll start to see dog related products um, you know if like me you're in marketing i'm constantly getting um, bombarded with all of these you know how to make passive income and how to build online courses um, because Facebook taps into your very soul, it feels like, yeah. um, and delivers ads accordingly. Um, but that's why it is so great for businesses, um, because nowhere else do you get that unique insight into a person to be able to deliver to them exactly what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's fascinating, isn't it? I think we've mm. all, all had those experiences where we've gone and looked at something completely random like on the internet, particularly with me, we're, we're still doing journalism as well. And then I'll see something on Facebook and it's something completely off topic that I would never use, but it pops up anyway. And, but it's just so clever and sophisticated, isn't it? Um, so with setting up Facebook ads, I think uh, when I spoke to the people who are in my, like, my Facebook group and people who, who I'm regularly in contact with, one of the things that kept coming up and up was that people are boosted posts, um, but they hadn't, when they looked at kind of setting up ads, it looked so, so complicated. Um, and there's so, so much information out there, as we've already said. How do, how would you, what is the best way to go about setting up Facebook ads, would you say, Jo? Um, well, there are two ways of doing it. The simplest way um, is through your Facebook page. Mm -hmm. um, so you um, just go into your Facebook page and you'll see Ad Center in there. Um, and if you click on that, it will literally walk you through um, setting up an ad. It's like a guided creation. Um, so that's a really uh, easy way to get started with your first ad. So it will talk you through um, the objective of your ad, what you want to achieve, whether that's more website visitors or um, more engagement on a post, um, what you're looking to do. Um, and then it will guide you through sort of literally creating the ad and, and setting up the ad. So that's the real, real simplest way to do it. 
um, the better and best way to do it is through ads manager mm -hmm. um, and everyone has access to an ads manager if you go to your own personal profile um, if for example you're looking on a desktop you'll see uh, a menu down the left hand side and under there you'll find ads manager um, if you're completely new to ads manager it will walk you through setting up your ads manager um, and then again on there that connects with your your facebook business page um, and you have a whole guided creation option on there to, to set up Facebook ads. Um, so it feels a little bit clunky at first. It feels like you're diving into to something quite deep, but actually, um, you know, kind of step back, breathe, look at it and, and you'll see that it is guiding you all the way through. Yeah. And it's just really understanding um, what you want out of it and, you know, which which way to do it and, and what to do you know so so do i want to drive traffic to my website am i trying to um get more eyes on this post um you know what what is the reason that i'm doing this this ad okay um i've just had something pop into my head actually because i'm a bit of a la i'm a little bit of a last minute larry when it comes to th when it comes to all kinds of different things but i guess what you were just saying there about taking taking a step back and breathing and taking in all that's going on in facebook ads if people are looking to use them would you say um it sounds to me like it's a good idea to give yourself quite a bit of time to get familiar with it before. So rather than just think, okay, I've got a launch happening next week, I'm going to do an ad like on the Sunday night, you need to take a bit of time, would you say? Absolutely. It's the same as anything. Um, have a plan. Yeah. Um, you, you know, sort of the, the temptation is, you know, sometimes um, Facebook offers people money to put behind ads if they haven't done them before and they're like oh I'm, I'm going to take this I'm just going to do an ad now and and you haven't thought through your reasoning so you know whether you're spending your own money or you're spending you know free free money that Facebook's given you yeah. actually you know planning it out and going right you know if I'm going to do a Facebook ad what 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 are the results that I want what do I want to see do I want to see purchases do I want to see uh, more people messaging me do I want to see um you know that my blog post that, that I'm gonna that I'm gonna share has got so many more visitors um, and, and then just thinking about it and thinking like you know what am I gonna say that's gonna engage with people so writing your ad copy thinking about your images so actually planning it ahead because if you're trying to do it all on the fly you're walking you know you're going through this guided creation and you get to the you know create copy bit and you just go oh god i don't know i'm just gonna write something then then obviously you're you're not going to have as much impact as if you've actually sat down you know for half an hour and just gone right i'm gonna write this i want it to do this this is how much i'm prepared to spend and this is what i'd like to achieve the same as anything just have a little plan in your mind mm -hmm. okay now that's really helpful thank you and can you tell me as well what's the difference between an ad and a boosted post again it can be quite easy if we see something that's doing really well with posts going really well and getting lots of engagement to go oh yeah okay facebook's told me to boost it let's just put some money behind that so can you tell us what the difference is and what's more effective yes completely and i know facebook makes it so tempting you know this this post is doing 90 percent better than all of your other posts why not boost it you go oh god yeah you know if facebook <laughs> says it's doing better then that's what i'll do um so basically, uh, boosting a post is a, a quick way to put money behind an existing post so that you can reach a wider audience. So if you've got an organic post that you've posted on your on your page um, that is doing really well, um, and it might be talking about your service, it might be talking about a particular product, um, and it's it's a post that's got a lot of engagement, then, then Facebook will suggest that you boost it. Um, and it's really for you to decide what is the value in boosting that post um because what you can choose is, is your audience um, and that's great so if you go actually you know this is this post has got a lot of people you know i'm a dog walker and this post has got a lot of people talking about you know how limited they are in walking their dogs at the moment during lockdown or something like that so actually i will share that with I don't know, people within a, a 30 mile geographical area or whatever your working distance is, um, because I want to get more eyes on this post. I want more people to see it. I want more people to be talking about that subject. Um, but that is literally all it does. It creates a wider audience for that particular post. Um, and although you'll get to see a certain amount of analytics, you'll get told that your reach is this and your number of engagements is this. So, you know, this amount of people have commented. Um, it's not particularly strategic. It is just 
getting more eyes on that piece of content. Um, whereas when you create an ad, that's kind of a better planned out campaign. So you're choosing your objective. Um, you don't get to do that with a with a boosted post, or you or you, you know the only option there is more people will see this. Um, but with an ad, you can choose your objective. So you might want people to buy. You might want people. You you might want more traffic to your website. You might want more likes on your page. And um, you get to decide what you are targeting. Um, and again, you get to build your audience in the same manner. Um, but with an ad, you're actually able to analyze and compare what happens um, so you could do uh, for example you could take that piece of copy that you've created for that post that's doing really well and you could tweak it you could kind of add some words change some words and you would get to run those let's say four variations and go actually although that one did really well when I said this it worked better, more people engaged with it, or more people clicked through, or more people bought my product. Um, so by actually setting up ads, um, you can see what works better, and you have that analysis that you don't get with a boosted post. Brilliant. Okay, thank you. No, it's really helpful to get that clear. Okay, so no, that's really helpful to see the difference there. Thank you. Um, so, you know, you know, if you've got a post and it's doing well and you've just described about the difference between um, doing a boosting the post and creating an ad. If you've got a post that's getting a lot of engagement, can you go and go and create an ad in Ads Manager from that post? Can you can you create an ad from an existing Facebook post? Um, yeah, you can. Um, or you can take that copy, like I say, and, and recreate that um, and obviously swap around audiences um, and, and, you know, use that as the basis of an advert brilliant okay no thank you okay so the next thing i wanted to talk to you about is the facebook pixel and i know when i first started trying to do ads probably well a few years ago now the facebook pixel was the thing that oh, i don't know i just found really overwhelming i did i actually bought a course on it so it made it a lot easier for me but the facebook pixel just seems to absolutely bamboozle <laughs> most people unless they're really you know they're really great at techie things so Tell us about the Facebook Pixel. First of all, do we need the face? What is it and do we need it? Okay. You don't have to have the Facebook Pixel um, to advertise, mm -hmm. um, but I would not recommend advertising without it. And this is for people that have a website. Yeah. So if people don't have a website and they're just asking about running um, Facebook ads that are related to their, to their Facebook business page, um, then that's a separate thing. You don't need to worry about the pixel. Um, but if you have a website, and, and I do recommend obviously that, that everybody does, even mm -hmm. if it's a, a basic one, um, then the Facebook pixel is really, really, really important. Um, what it does, it's a small piece of code um, and it sits in the, the back end of your website on every single page um, and it gathers the data of everybody that visits your website in a really similar way to Google Analytics. So a lot of people know about Google Analytics and they know why they have the Google Analytics code on their website. That's collecting the IP address of everyone that visits your website. And it's telling you what pages they visit and how long they, say, they spend and, and the bounce rate and that kind of thing. What the pixel is doing is that's collecting the Facebook ID of everyone that um, lands on your website so it's a lot more personal it's not just saying this computer in this location in Maidstone visited it's saying mm -hmm. this actual person um, and although you never get to see that data um, it's all being collected by your Facebook pixel and when you create an audience in your Facebook um, manager that audience will build um all of those will collect all of those people. So for example, if you built an audience that was everybody that visits my website, mm -hmm. then that data from that pixel is being fed into that audience. So there you have a warm audience that is ripe for what you're advertising because they've already visited your website. Yeah. Um, and you can break it down. You can break it down into all the separate URLs on your um, Facebook page, uh, sorry, on your website. Mm -hmm. So you can literally go, right, you know, here's an audience of people that visited my shop here's yeah. an audience of people that visited my dog walking page um so it's very very specific um so that is that is your perfect warm audience mm -hmm. um and over and above that what facebook then allows you to do when you've built you know when you've started creating an audience of warm people is it creates a look-alike audience for you and these are 
almost the best cold audiences that you can get because Facebook looks at your audience of people and says, oh, you know, Rachel's audience is full of people who like dogs and they shop at Waitrose and, you know, they buy at the white company. So they've got a bit of money. These, and then it will create a lookalike audience of people who are exactly the same. You know, here's a, a whole other set of people that you've not yet tapped into. So that's a brilliant cold audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and these are, uh, you know, these are ideal for your adverts. The warm audience absolutely tip top for retargeting you know if someone's visited your your website and not bought something then the best person to to um put an ad in front of is is that person mm-hmm. um, so you just set up an, an advert targeting you know all of the people that have visited your website and they're the ads that will convert really quickly um then you start doing some some ads that kind of introduce your services so some traffic ads to the cold audiences you know hey this is a whole set of people that you know shop at waitrose and like dogs and so I'm going to start showing them my business um, and you're getting some traffic that's that's kind of taking them through to your website once they've clicked on your website they then go into your warm audience Mm -hmm. this is how um, this whole being chased around Facebook by things that you've clicked on on the internet happens Um, because you know these these websites that you're visiting have the Facebook pixel and they're just grabbing you and putting you in these audiences and and that's how it's all working okay fantastic okay so if let's say if you're a let's say if you make let's say let's use the dog bed for an example so let okay so you've you've been Facebook's dream haven't you yes yeah my friend bought one of those dog beds as well and I was that close but we've already got so many beds for patch but Tommy was like no we don't can't we <laughs> anyway let's go back to the dog bed so um so using that as an example you have seen the ad and you've gone and clicked on it and then you've gone and bought the dog bed and mm. then what the dog bed people could do is then find people who are really similar to you really um similar values and interests and then they can go and reach out reach out to them some of them will click some of them won't but you um you've kind of you've already clicked on the website so you've already been warmed up um and then the people who are like you are kind of going in lower down the funnel and then getting warmer and warmer and warmer to the point where ideally they convert exactly that i mean you know i must have started in a cold audience because i don't particularly remember searching for dog beds uh, you know ever ever on a website um but I am, you know, I am a a dog owner, you you know, that's fairly evident on my Facebook. Um, You you know, I have at times searched for dog related products. Um, So at some point, you you know, I'm probably in a lookalike audience for these dog bed people. Um, So they've presented me with, with, you know, with a traffic ad, it's like, you know, a video or something where it's like, oh, you know, these amazing calming dog dog beds and anything with dogs on you know if I if I sort of see these dogs relaxing in these lovely big, big fluffy beds I am probably the one that's clicked on that video and that's when they've got me because I've clicked and I have become a warm audience so I've clicked on something I've opened something um, and I've had a look so I've then gone from cold to warm um, and then you know once I'm into this warm audience then they've started delivering me different ads but but ads that are more um, compelling me to buy so at first they were compelling me to look because I was cold they wanted me to get to know them Um, and then when I became warm I'd had a look they were it was very much like oh you know you've had a look you're clearly interested Um, buy this buy this with 30% off buy this today and have it before Christmas and so then you're you're funneled into this warm audience um, and and you end up buying if you're me (laughs) with you they just keep chipping away don't they but yeah the great thing about obviously the people who are hopefully listening to this if they've got pet products is they're just that that the thing because we love our animals so much and we're just naturally fascinated by anything lovely for our dogs you're at such a you're, you're you know compared to let's say if you were selling something that's kind of quite dry and boring you're already you're already doing so well aren't you because exactly you're at a massive advantage yeah anything anything uh, you, you know and I do, I do have a tendency to put my clients in these brackets of kind of, um, you know, fluffy or grey. Um, so anything fluffy um, is, is brilliant. And, and, and I include, you know, I've got um, clients sort of selling, you know, beautiful T-shirts or anything that we kind of stop and look at and go, God, yeah, you know, I want that. Um, to me, you know, is kind of my, my fluffy clients. And then I've got my grey clients who, you know, might be insurance or um, timber um you, you know a two where where you, you know we have to lo- work a lot harder um on facebook to get interest because people 
people aren't, aren't on Facebook wanting to talk about insurance or yeah. aren't particularly on Facebook looking for, um, you know, maybe timber. Um, so you have to, you just have to, you know, it's still possible, but you have to work harder to, to get them. But yeah, the, the certainly the, the nicer um, things, it, it, it's, it's absolutely a pleasure to, to do Facebook ads for them because the return can happen really quickly um, because that, they are the things that people like to stop scrolling for you know any anything puppy related god you've got me <laughs> oh my gosh and i actually spoke to a puppy product maker yesterday and she i need to send her the link for this when it goes live and <laughs> toys for puppies and they're so sweet well they're lovely um so yeah she, i think she's probably already doing facebook ads but if she isn't then hopefully she'll benefit from listening to to your words of wisdom so just on the on the topic of product business we've got a few people who sent in questions actually about their product businesses and it'd be really helpful to get some advice for them so one of them is Nikki Chadwick Buckley, who is an artist, and she'd like to know about how to kind of choose the right demographic for her ads. So how would you how would you advise her to kind of know what to target? Would you say that's where like the pixel can come in and those lookalike audiences or what would your thoughts be? Um, that definitely helps. Um, so obviously you've got the the pixel that can um, create your uh, audience of people that have visited her website already. Um, you also get the opportunity to create an audience um, that is made up of people who like your Facebook page or your Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're really good warm audiences. Um, If she already has um, an email contacts list, you have the opportunity to download that list and then upload it into Facebook and that will build another warm audience um, of people that are already connected to you. Um, But if you're building out a cold demographic audience, um, then what you need to think about is who is your your ideal client. Um, I'm not massively into ideal client avatars. You know, I'm not going to say you know it's Jane. She's 43 and she does this, but you will have an understanding of who your clients are. Um, so uh, particularly for Nikki as an artist, does she only work with people uh, locally or you know, is she UK um, wide? So that will be you, you know key. Um, as to whether she's taking her geographical area um, to the full country or whether she's just looking specifically because you can do you know within 10 miles of of, you know where you live you can do within 30 miles Um, so that will be important in building out her audience Um, but she can also look at who she works with if she kind of knows that that actually primarily the people that that buy her work are female great that cuts down you know half an audience Um, they're probably not 18 year olds. Um, so you can kind of work out the age bracket if you sort of think, you know, looking at my, looking at my, the people that buy my art, they are generally uh, between 35 and uh, 45 or 50 or 65. You can use that. Um, and then you can start to kind of go deeper. Um, you can look at, uh, you know, within the, the Facebook audiences, you can suggest things and, and, and it will give you suggestions back. So if, for example, I typed in dog owner, um, you, you know, that may be a, a demographic that you can select, but it will also, um, you know, give you others. Um, it will give you suggestions of, of, you know, the magazines dog owners might read, mm-hmm. um, the TV programs, you know, the dog whisperer, that kind of thing. And you can actually kind of go, yeah, these are my type of people. And you can build out, you know, you can build out a variety of audiences and test them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also think, right, okay, as a, you know, she can talk to her current clients and sort of say, you know, what sort of pages do you like on Facebook? Yeah. Um, and you can sort of look at those pages. And if you go on yourself and like those pages, it will suggest other pages that are similar. You can go, God, you know, I didn't know about those. And again, you can use those in building your demographics. Um, you can build up you know a real picture of who these people are and and try and create an audience of those people brilliant okay no that's really helpful thank you so Nikki's um, work is amazing as well and she does all kinds of different animals so I guess you could do have a cat audience a dog audience yeah um, and be really really kind of targeted there and so somebody else asked as well um, what works best Um, you know would you go for images graphics or video or you know from my experience it's it's quite good to test isn't it so what would your advice be on kind of working out what what works best absolutely and this is why i i always advise um duplication of of adverts so you never just create an advert that is one image and one piece of copy and go i'm done 
um, I will I tend to personally um, I'll, for every image I'll do four sets of copy and I'll tend to use four images so I actually end up with 16 adverts um, and it doesn't cost you any more and um, they're all running under the same campaign they're all running under the same ad set so but what happens is Facebook starts to show all of them to um, your audience and then we'll start to feed in the budget to the one that does the best mm-hmm. um, so it's great to, to run video ads it's great to use um, non-branded images so you, you know people often think I've got to make it look like my business so it's got to be in my color with my business name on it um, you know maybe a picture of me um, you know which is what I call a branded image um, and, and that you know that can work particularly if you're well known in your area or you're you know you're trying to, to you know, get a warm audience to do something um, but sometimes you can just go on to one of the free um, image sites I use um, Pexels and you can download an image that that really really speaks to your audience um, and is a traffic stopper and that's what you're looking for is you're looking for an image or a video that stops people scrolling um, which is why I always say to to my clients, you know, who are targeting cold audiences, no disrespect, but your face probably isn't going to be enough. You know, they don't know you. What, what, you know, why are we going to use an image of you to get them to stop scrolling? Um, it's got to be something, you know, impactful. Um, you know, I've got, a, I've got a client who's uh, dealing with her clients, you know, stress management. So we've got lots of images that we've found of kind of, you know, uh, people tearing their hair out, um, you know, people with steam coming out of their head. They're more likely to stop someone that doesn't know you scrolling than the image of you. Um, so it's just it's just really testing and mixing it up. Um, and, and the same with your copy. Um, a lot of the time with a Facebook ad, people only see that first line. Um, So it's really important that you, um, you trial different things and different wording uh, because that's the line that people are going to see. Um, So it's got to, it's got to be something that makes sense and that can grab them within those first kind of, you know, 10 to 12 words. Yeah. It's similar to, as I'm listening to you talking about this, it's really similar to when I'm teaching people how to get press how to get press coverage or when they're putting stories together the image has to say what the story is about and it has to be a strong compelling image Mm. Um, if you're writing a story about a man doing a bike ride for rescue dogs it has to be on a man on a bike with a rescue dog to tell that story and you you have to have the you know I did this one story about a woman who um she runs a rescue and it was about a two-legged dog running a marathon and there was the picture was of this dog with her wheels on and she was basically doing a mile every day but that's the that's the attention grabbing headline isn't it and the and the picture the picture has to tell the story or at least be relevant so yeah i guess you have to put your ego to the door sometimes don't you because yeah completely you know it's that's the conversation I have you know but but you know I want everyone to know it's me and my business and it's kind of that's fine if if it's a warm audience and they already know about you and they suddenly see oh you know Rachel's popped up in my feed I'm going to have a look at what she's doing but if they don't know you from Adam you know you're just going to be another face that they don't know popping up in their Facebook feed that's not going to stop them from scrolling so yeah it's very much kind of yeah lay, lay your ego down (laughs) fantastic okay so another question I have from a product business is this was a lady who's a pet photographer actually is um she actually she sounds like she's doing really well she has ads running every day um and she spends around 300 pound a month but gets good return on investment um would you say if you you know if you've got a business where you're kind of like a photographer perhaps where you're you're you know you're not launching you are a photographer and you know you get a certain amount of bookings every month and that's how you run your business. Would you advise somebody like that to have ads running all the time, or how does that work? What's, you know? Yeah, I, I think that for the people that are truly wanting to invest in, in in advertising and marketing, then obviously Facebook is one of the strongest things you can do. Um, and so to run consistent campaigns is a really, really good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you're watching out for there is that you don't get audience fatigue. Um, so there is... Um, slightly more detailed probably than a lot of people will need to know but there, there, there is a way of looking at your ads in ads manager yeah. um and you can see the performance and you can see how many times they're presented to someone so um if you're looking at that and it's kind of seven or eight 
you know, or getting towards that, then that means that the people in your audience have seen your ad so many times. Um, You know, if it's in the ones, twos, threes, that's not so bad. Um, That's fine. But what you don't want to do is fatigue your audience and get them, you know, looking at the same thing all the time. Um, Which is why, uh, you know, when I'm creating campaigns that are running for a long time, um, you do it in kind of a structured way. So you're driving, as I say, you're driving out um, to the cold traffic to get them to look and to become warm. And then when they become warm, you can actually build up different audiences of people, um, how recent they visited your your website. So I would, for example, build out an audience of people that have visited in the last four days, people that have visited in the last 14 days, and people that have visited in the last 30 days. And then what you're going to do is drive different ads to those audiences. So if someone's a recent visitor, um, you're going to send them something really compelling that, that you know, they want to get, get into now because they've just looked. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, once, you, once they've seen that advert and, and they become older than four days, you don't want to be sending them the same thing. So you would then create something, you know, about coming back to the website and have they seen this new thing um, and then again, once they've gone out older than 14 days and they, it's been sort of, you know, between 14 and 30 days since they visited your website, you send them something different. Um, and that just avoids that kind of that, that fatigue of adverts and you're constantly sending. So it's OK to still be appearing to the same people as long as you're not saturating them with the same ad. Um, and as long as once they've bought they're not then being targeted with that ad if you're selling something specific like, you know, getting them to book a photography package. Okay. No, that's really helpful. Thank you. And when, what you were talking about with like the 16 different ads running at the same time, which again, if you were, if you were running ads all the time, the people will be seeing a var- variation of different images, text and so on. So it doesn't feel like you're just exactly the same thing. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. So talk about products. Um, I want to talk about pet service providers because so we're doing this interview in is May um, and it's going out at the end of May. Um, and so we're just kind of, God knows what's going to happen between now and Thursday. I'm speaking to Joe on the Friday before the, the, the Friday before the podcast goes out the following week. Um, there might be some more lockdown news by the time this goes out. But anyway, what I'm thinking about is um, pet service providers, because a lot of dog walkers, groomers, trainers and pet sitters haven't been able to work. Um, mm. I also know from the journalist stuff that I do that people are getting animals. There's been this puppy boom and there's been people um, adopting and buying animals um, while we've been in lockdown, which is great as long as they're responsible and they don't go and hand them to the local shelter yeah um, but what I've, what I've been thinking as, a, as I've kind of been seeing everything that's going on is these new people the new pet owners will need um, products and services particularly service providers so walkers sitters groomers um, how can people reach these new people who might not or might not be searching yet but will need their services um, through Facebook ads what would you suggest okay I mean Obviously, I'm really, really conscious that these people, um, you know, these a lot of these service providers at the moment um, haven't got the in, haven't got an income, and um, you know, this isn't ideally a great time for them to be spending out. Um, but what I do with a lot of my clients, um, and this is absolutely brilliant for people who are um, looking specifically for geographically uh, located audiences, um, is create a, a Facebook. Um, page growth campaign yeah um so i would imagine that the majority of people that we're talking about um you know dog walkers groomers those kind of thing um they may not have a website they may have a website but obviously a big part for them will be their facebook page um and again you know a big thing for them will be the distance of their of their clients i'm based in in maidstone um and i know that uh, my dog groomer who does the nail clipping and she also uh, does doggy b&b for me when i when i have to go to conferences and stuff she's literally uh, half a mile from me um so the perfect advert for these people to set up is one that is targeted towards facebook page likes mm-hmm. um and that's one of the simplest adverts to set up when you go into ad creation um, because you're choosing your objective which is Facebook page likes and then when you go to audience 
um, you can create an audience that is, uh, you know, so for example, if, if I was that person, I would say Maidstone, uh, maybe 10 miles. And, and so you get to put in your town and you get to put in plus 10 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would allow for that audience. And then you can select you know other things that, that are relevant like you know has a dog um and create a, an audience that that way and it will be a targeted audience but it won't be a tiny audience it'll be a decent sized audience um and then you just create something um you know some some text that just says you know local dog walker you know 10 years of experience and and you know something something a bit more jazzy than that why they should should choose you and you know or use um, a testimonial and so and so is the most fantastic person walking my dog she's been brilliant um and you know an image of you doing the dog walking doing whatever a compelling image and you put that ad out there and those ads can run for a pound a day okay um and what that's doing um you know so so your commitment is you know 30 31 pounds a month um and what that's doing is building up your um your facebook page um so the return on investment for you will or, or for that person that business will come by being active on their facebook page mm-hmm. um and at the moment you know particularly if if you know they're in lockdown and they're not able to work now is the time to be be putting content on your facebook page that's that's the free stuff that's what you can do for absolutely nothing so just talk about you know what you're missing um talk about all of your clients talk about how much you love the dog walking talk about how many dog walks you do a day how far you go what the dogs get out of it those kind of things and just be creating daily content on your page so when you're pushing these new likes across to your Facebook page and building up these new people, you, you'll feel it. You'll, you'll kind of go, God, I've got, you know, I've got five likes today. I've got 10 likes today. You know, you can go, I'd like to welcome the new people to my page. You know, I'm so excited to get to know you in this time and I can't wait to get walking again. So you will be the front of mind when we come out of lockdown and you can pick your business back up. Um, so that's one of the most, um, you know, the, the lowest cost ways of, of using Facebook advertising at the moment mm-hmm. um, for these people. But yeah, you know, there's a variety of ads that they can do depending on, on kind of how much they want to spend. But, you know, sharing useful content across your page is, is going to be one of the, one of the best. Fantastic. I'm really glad that you said all of that because I did a I did a podcast. It was just as we went into lockdown about content creation and ideas for during lockdown um, different ways to conversations to be having. So loads of content ideas for social media and then also stuff about preparing to come out of lockdown and things to be talking about. So loads of the things that you just mentioned there were things that I've already talked about. Um, so it's really encouraging to use that as an expert because um hopefully that's what people will have been um, doing. Absolutely. And, and certainly, you know, if people are, you know, dog owners have been home for 10 weeks, you know, whether they're furloughed or, or you know, working from home. So actually their dogs may now have got into the habit of having a daily walk or going out at lunchtime or having some company. Um, so I'm not saying use that to your advantage, but you can certainly um, play on that with with dog owners and kind of say you know are, are you are you nervous about going back to work how are you feeling about going back to work and leaving your dog again do you think it's going to need some company do you think it's going to need an extra walk and then this is where you can actually snap up some you know some more business perhaps yeah I think it's about getting those conversations started as well so even I've been working with quite a few um, dog trainers and dog walkers on my last program and they've been they've had like Facebook groups supporting people and stuff I see their posts and it's just getting conversations started about how's you, you know how's your dog coping what have they what have you enjoyed in lockdown and getting people to talk to you and then you know your front of mind as you were saying mm, absolutely yeah it's really it's a good time isn't it to be building those relationships even though you can't actually go out and see people and walk, walk the dogs or care for their animals you can still be there can't you and be present yeah exactly and 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 you know you, you've just got to really hold the belief that everything that you put in now um will pay dividends kind of when we do come out yeah. um and, and I know it can be really easy to kind of think oh god you, you know it's just you know why bother and 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 you know it's all just too much while like uh, and, and but you know find the positives find you know have those conversations because yeah. you, you know you've only got to speak to, to kind of one person and, and stick in their mind um, and they'll be straight on the phone the minute they do go back to work and the minute you go, you go back to work. So, you know, it is really important to be having those conversations right now. 
Definitely. That what you just said about holding the belief that everything's going to be okay and everything will pay off at the end is so, so true. And I'm, mm. yeah, we've had, I've had quite a few conversations about that, you know, when you're just trying to encourage people to keep on going because it's been such a tough time, hasn't it? Um, okay. So what would you, there's a lady who's in my, um, in my program actually called Dawn and she's rebranding. Um, so what added, so she's already had, she's already got a dog training business, but she's going into a little bit more of a niche. Um, so she's retrain, she's re, um, she's renaming a business and doing various other things. So she's got a group going on. Um, and she's been really, really doing a great job with the people, the dog owners in her Facebook group. Um, but if she wants to raise some more awareness of what she's doing with an ad with people who don't already know her, um, again, it's for a specific area. She's up in Carlisle. What advice would you give her for raising awareness of her new kind of brand and, and business? Okay. I mean, if you're rebranding, um, it, this sounds harsh. The only people that care about you rebranding are people that know you already. Yeah. Um, so it's an opportunity to completely start afresh with her new brand, with yeah. her cold audiences. You know, you don't have to worry about saying I've rebranded. You don't yeah. have to worry about saying I used to be this. Yeah. Um, you can go out completely uh, to a cold audience with your new brand, your new messaging um, and telling them exactly who you are and what you do. Um, so that's kind of that box ticked, you know, use all the, the usual formats, the, the videos, um, you know, to raise traffic, start driving traffic. If she's got a new website, um, just start pushing that traffic across and, and, and kind of getting people over there and building that warm audience. Yeah. Um, but to her current clients and to her, you know, her, her existing um, warm audiences, it's really simple just to, to do, uh, you know, an I've changed ad, you know, uh, just to let you know, sort of, uh, so, you know, whatever her business was, I'm now specialising in this. Um, would great be great to see you, you know, carrying on working with me. Um, and just, yeah, just talking about that very kind of generally. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, if she's got a new um, website, uh, then use those warm audiences to to do this kind of you know I've rebranded ad and send them to um, to the new website um, and and just tie it in that way. Just literally talk to talk to your warm audience as if they as if they're your friends as if, if they're people that know you. Um, you you know I just kind of you know want to let you know what's happening sort of thing. Um, but they're the only people that really you need to tell about a rebrand because everybody that didn't know you before will know you you know in your new brand. Brilliant. Okay. And like you were saying there, I think it's a good opportunity to create a little bit of a buzz about what you're doing. So the people who know you already, even if, you know, we're talking about friends and people who might not even be dog owners, they will get, you know, if you get excited about what you're doing, they will then in turn get get excited about what you're doing as well. And when you do, I think when you see these posts, and I know I've done this myself, when you see people have rebranded or they're starting something new and exciting and they get up there and they have that enthusiasm, that's contagious and it, it it compels people to comment and to like and to share doesn't it so absolutely yeah and also you know by if you're going to do some ads and you're going to you know for example if the rebrand has included a new website um by pushing that out to your current people your current audience and getting them to go over and look at your new website you're almost finding out who is interested in that niche that you've kind of gone into now um so you can actually you're creating another new warm audience of people from your new website of people that have gone over and have checked it out and you can, you, you know, you can then target them with something else again. Um, so yeah, you, you know, the whole Facebook advertising thing does go round in circles and, and, and allow you the ability to, to keep following people that, that you know are interested in you. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you. No, so it's really exciting times for Dawn. I'm, I'm really chuffed um, with all the brilliant advice you've given there. It sounds really, uh, it's all really positive. Um, so there was another lady who, um, called, another lady called Karen, and she talked about how she was running, Karen is basically like the puppy queen of Wales. She's mm-hmm. she had something like 50, 50 odd new puppies come to her training after Christmas. Wow. I know, which is just phenomenal, isn't it? Um, so she was running ads and they were working well, she says, but then Facebook changed around Christmas time and, and, and the ads stopped working. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you know what, like, I guess, yeah, I guess what advice would you have for Karen? I don't think she was using the pixel. No, she, so she wasn't using the pixel. Um, so yeah, what advice would you give to Karen then as a puppy trainer? Um, so again, I mean, it, it's kind of along the, the same as everything, you know, 
when you're not using the pixel it's really hard to track what's happened yeah. um and it's really hard to uh retarget anyone that's already been um so kind of going forward i would definitely recommend that that you know if she's pushing people to her website um mm -hmm. that she actually puts the pixel on there because then you've got a bit more of a feel for what's happening because again yeah. without that pixel you can't see if um you know if her ads have reached fatigue if people mm -hmm. have seen them too much um so i would definitely recommend just kind of putting the pixel on and almost starting with a clean sheet and mm -hmm building out those audiences and watching what happens with you know who's looking at what and retargeting people that do look um you know it, it's just it's very very much harder to to kind of give any advice without those kind of stats and analytics um you know facebook does change a lot of things a lot of the time um so it, you you can't be guaranteed of, of kind of having any uh sort of you know you can't look historically and go well that one worked and that one isn't um because you don't know why if you if you haven't been tracking it with the pixel and you can't look at your actual analytics and, and see what text worked and what copy worked and that kind of thing um so yeah i would definitely recommend that she gets the pixel installed on her website and and you know starts building up those warm audiences and and is able to retarget people Definitely. So the other thing about Karen is she's had like loads of press coverage as well. So you know that people who are going to read about her in the paper will maybe go and find her website. So if yeah. she capture the pixel <clears throat> set up, it will capture that and then you can do the retargeting. So yes, completely. Yeah, that would be perfect for her. Okay, so Joe, we've talked loads about the Facebook Pixel here, um, and I think hopefully people will be listening and be convinced that it is a good idea to get going with it. So if they want to um, install the Pixel and get familiar with it, what's the best thing that they can do? How do they do it? Okay, um, if they want to install the, the Pixel, um, they just need to go into um, Ads Manager, into Events Manager and Data Sources, and they'll find their Pixel there. Um, Facebook literally will walk you through the whole process of how to add the code to your website. Um, or you can install a plugin um, if you've got a WordPress website uh, that will literally put it on every page. Um, or you can email it directly to your web developer if you work with someone else on your website. Um, I have actually got a blog on my uh, website that talks you through the pixel and how to install it. So that's really handy if anyone wants to go and have a look over there. Brilliant. Okay. And I'll share the link to your blog post in the show notes for this episode as well and in the blog post that I write about it. Great. Um, Fabulous. Okay, so finally, um, Joe, thank you so much for all of the all the information you shared. You've been really helpful, and you've made me um, think I need to go and revisit my Facebook ads as well. So it's it's been really interesting for, for me chatting to you. Um, you've also got a brilliant offer, which I'm really excited um, to share. So do you want to tell us about your offer? Yes. Um, thank you. I have um, I've got a course. So I wrote a course um, getting started with Facebook ads. Um, which includes uh, a 60 page PDF that literally walks you through um, everything from installing your pixel uh, through to deciding on your objective for your ads, creating your audiences right through to creating your first ad. Um, it's I say it's a PDF, but there's also uh, six units of videos that you can watch. Um, so whichever way people learn, hopefully it will be helpful to them. Um, and I'd like to offer your listeners uh, the opportunity to grab it for 50% off. Um, so they can get the, the full course for £48.50. Brilliant. Okay, no, that's fantastic. Thank you. Um, I know some people are getting their grants from the government at the moment as well, so and they're looking to invest. And obviously, I know every penny counts, so it's great to be able to recommend something that I know will really help them. So thank you for that. So, Joe, it's been brilliant chatting to you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, where can people find out more about you? Oh, well, thank you for having me. Um, it's been great. Um, and I can be found at joefrancis.biz is my website. Um, Joe Francis Marketing Implementation on Facebook or um, joefrancis74 on Instagram. Fantastic. Okay, well, I'll leave you to go and enjoy your bank holiday. Thanks so much for coming on and I will see you soon. Oh, thanks, Rachel. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.